Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a spectacular episode of the Code X podcast, the very first annual Code X Awards. Yeah, I am your host, the year. <laughs> Jamie Wojcik, and with me, as usual, is Tim Morse. Hey, guys, how's it going? So, unfortunately, we're missing our third member of our team, um, Sonny Kruger, but uh, he got some unfortunate news in the family. We're with them, wishing him the best right now uh, and hope everything you know gets better. It's starting to look up from what we were told, um, but we'll have him explain more to you if he wants yeah. to. He should be back for the very first episode of the new year, so be on the watch out for that. Yeah. But without further ado, the very first annual Codex Awards, Tim, Want to give him a little bit of an idea of what we got for him? Yeah, so this is, like Jamie said, the first annual Codex Awards. And what we're going to do here is we are going to go over the categories that we have. We picked our best three, and it's subjective for us. Uh, and these are who we think are the best uh, writers or artists or current series going on, even a legacy award. And we've got a couple other ones in there, too. Seven categories total and that may or may not grow as the years go by however with that being said like i said before this is a uh, subjective to us this is who we believe deserves the top three spots in the industry today so without further ado jamie we'll go ahead and get this started so the number one category that we have and this is a perfect thing to start us off uh, what was the biggest surprise of the year for you now with biggest surprise that could be anything from movies video games comic books or anything comic book related so jamie you go ahead and tell us what you got for biggest surprise of the year so biggest surprise of the year for me is Saga being announced to return next year, 2022, in January. So we only got a couple of weeks. Right. Um, the reason this is big news for me is because it's been on like a two-year hiatus. Now, normally when we have like Image Comics or anything else that have longer runs, this uh, creative team will take a couple months off, come out with their next six issues, take a couple months off, you know, back and forth. But Saga took two years and they left it, us on a cliffhanger that would drop many's jaws and be like i can't wait for next month and now we've waited two years and i need to know what happened and we're gonna find out what happened uh it's i can understand with everything going on with brian k vaughn uh, and uh you know paper girls getting greenlit uh for tv adaption mm -hmm. i believe it is because sunny said he's gonna try out for it <laughs> uh, and all of his other works he was doing to getting greenlit like why the last man got a yeah. shot this year uh um, one season yeah, but still a shot, better yeah. than nothing. Um, you know, he's been a busy man. So yeah. it's nice to see that after all that, he still had time to put into Saga. And he promises another, I think, 54 issues. So let's get cracking. Well, I love the fact that uh, uh, w when he said that they were going to take a break, it's like, you know, guys, we we've been telling you the best stories that we can tell you up to this point. And we need... A break we need some time to step back and and reevaluate things and continue to tell you the best stories and unfortunately that took two years but that's a good thing though because now that they're back everybody's happy everybody's excited and they what did you say the other day they they already had covers and stuff oh done. the solicitations they have all the covers and stuff yeah. ready so i don't know if he's got six issues done or the, yeah. all 56 right so like, so yeah that's big news big exciting news very so tim let's so surprise. my biggest surprise of the year has to do with dark knights of steel number one and that is uh the reveal that bruce 
uh, is the bastard of Jarrell and Martha Wayne. And when Jarrell got that arrow shot right through his eye at the reveal, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think when I read that uh, after I was done doing that, and I did an issue of that for decoding panels, and, and I, I called you, I was like, dude, have you read this yet? Did Do you know what's going on? No, I have no idea. Don't tell me. Yeah, no, I, I literally, I'm like, dude, I've got like 40 to 50 issues I have to read that I'm backlogged on because I've been working so much. I'm like, yep. I don't. And you're like, no, you have to read it. And I'm like, come, yeah. let me finish. No, you have to do it now. And then I read it that night and I'm like, all right, I'm glad you told me to read it. <laughs> this, this is this is amazing. Yeah, so that's my big reveal for the year. And there were a lot of good good things that happened throughout the year, but that that just made me stop. I was like, what? Yeah. And it's always the end of the year where like you think the biggest surprise happened like in like this past February, and yeah. like something comes out last week, and you're just like, nope, that that one. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so let's go ahead and go to category number two. Now, category number two is our top three artists of the year. And again, three starts it at the bottom. One takes it to who we think is the best. And Jamie, I'm going to go ahead and start this one. I'll start with number three and then ask you what yours is. So my number three artist of the year is uh, Ivan Coelho for Dark Ages. That is a great, I do, I Mm -hmm. do love the artwork on Dark Ages. I think that he hits the cartoonish, aspect but also brings back some nostalgia on those yes oh my god the way you made peter parker look without mask uh, the to apocalypse to uh, hands down i love it every it's a page turner for sure dude and 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 i said it in my maw review uh which is coming out soon but uh like word uh, heavy dialogue story and visual storytelling i like them both either separate or together but this right. is a huge visual story and uh ivan coelho's artwork is top notch for dark ages it's 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 fantastic so who's your number three all right so at number three i have nick klein the man behind thor and he has got a lot of recognition before with Jason Aaron's run, uh, but him working with Donnie Cates right now has been hitting it out of the park. Nice. I mean, it's hard. It's talking this much. You got to wonder what my number two and my number one are, but <laughs> like he's put so much little detail into things like mm-hmm. it's, it's unimaginable and him drawing Thor as the Herald of Galactus as like Thor Fabio was amazing. <laughs> like I could, I couldn't help it. Like, it was just great. You had a drunk, disgruntled Thor trying to be a king, and then he's just, next minute, he's just Fabio. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Okay, so my number two for the year, number two top artist of the year is Francesco Mortarino for Power Rangers. Uh, Power Rangers, uh, I, that that is a phenomenal story. Guys, if you aren't reading that, you need to read it. And uh, the artwork in that is absolutely beautiful i love what francesco is doing in power rangers and and when they go to the hias and and stuff like that he nails it right on the head and it just looks absolutely fantastic i cannot talk enough about that his work on power rangers boom studios wonderful stuff so jamie your number two my number two people are probably going to give me a lot for this but i don't care because it's my pick and not yours so leave the, leave the hate in the comments and I'll argue with you later. Um, is Jorge Jimenez 
the man behind Batman. Batman. Uh, especially the Joker War stuff. Mm-hmm. The, I watched so many interviews on him because his work has been amazing up to this point. But his portrayal of like the Joker, Harley Quinn, uh, Batman, the whole Bat family, yeah. like everything is drawn amazingly. And it just makes, I don't know, it just, it makes me feel feelings I never thought I'd feel before. <laughs> like even now they just had a new creative team take over with Joshua mm-hmm. Williams taking held in it. Trying to remember who the, that's how bad it is. I don't even remember who the artist was. Uh, but you could just, the feel of the book doesn't run the same. Like I, this is one of those ones that's going to take time to kind of, yeah, like add in, you know. Like, so, you know, I was going to ask you that too, like what the difference is between the old creative team and the new creative team. So with Jimenez, it felt like you were getting a newer rendition of Batman. Mm-hmm. Like you were getting that more Batfleck, but this feels like you're going backwards in time to where you're getting uh, just a stockier Keaton. I gotcha. It's like they've tried to put abs on Adam West. Like yeah. that's, that's how I feel. Like I don't really, one issue hasn't done enough for me to make mm-hmm. a decision, but back to Jimenez, like his work, I, his one dream he wants to be drawing on Superman regularly, give the man the job. See, and that makes me curious what your number one pick's going to be. Oh uh, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's definitely different. I'll give you guys this. All right. So with that being said, we'll go to my number one. And my number one pick for Artist of the Year for the Codex Awards is Yasmin Putri with Dark Knights of Steel. Uh, Like I said before, my big surprise was the event with Bruce Wayne and uh, Jarrell getting shot in the eye. The artwork in Dark Knights of Steel is phenomenal it is kryptonian and how awesome it looks it's, it's wonderful it's amazing i love the attention to detail the facial expressions the way that he makes the people move and things like that it absolutely looks beautiful and that gets my number one pick for the year. that is one of the ones that i gotta say is it does look beautiful um mm. There's a sense of like real uh, realism in it. Yeah, really does. Like it's like cartoon, but like when it comes to a full like face pan or pan away or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, like if they're having a conversation, you can see some realism in it and cartoon. Well, it's like there was this one scene in issue number two uh, where uh, after the events of what took place in issue one, they're talking in the, in the, in the King's court in, in the courtroom and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, somebody said, uh, Bruce needs to be here for this. And Kal-El was like, Bruce isn't family. Bruce does not belong here. This is not for Bruce. And the way that they had Kal-El look, holy smokes, dude, that yeah. looked absolutely, you could see the tension there. Like his dad just died and he doesn't know that Bruce is a bastard of, Martha Wayne and things like that. And it, 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 you can see it there. It was absolutely incredible. So with that being said, your number one, Jamie. All right, guys, for my number one, it is Lorenzo Del Felice. He is the artist on Oblivion Song. If you guys have not checked this out, we are at issue like 36, 37 or 38 at this point. We're in the, we're almost in the forties. Um, <laughs> it's been an ongoing long series and it, every single issue has been beautiful i got tim actually the first volume of the trade for christmas because i told him like you have to flip through this (laughs) don't even read it i'm like just flip through the art yep just look at it first okay yeah i can do that 
Yeah, and I, he he did, and I I you get it looks thoughts. it looks amazing. Like like that's what I did as soon as I got it. I told you, Jamie, I got your gift. Well, go ahead and flip through it real quick. And I by God, I did, and it looks wonderful. And and oh. like I said, visual storytelling is something that I really really enjoy, and I think I'm gonna really get into oblivion song. yeah and there's a lot of that story and a lot of those stories there's some heart like word heavy issues mm-hmm. but a lot of the issues are just art driven and nice. it tells the story and it's just great i love that all right so let's go ahead and do our top three writers of the year jamie why don't you go ahead and start that off all right i got a big one for number three so it's i'm really blowing the roof off of this one at number three i have donnie Kate's the writer of Venom ended uh, between that we had Thor still going mm-hmm. on we have crossover and it isn't even for his Marvel work crossover has been simply just amazing oh it's, yeah it hasn't stopped being good and this last issue that I just read ladies and gentlemen spoiler alert he put himself in the issue I'm not caught up on crossover yet <laughs> well then start reading <laughs> I am I'm like I'm like 10 issues in it, it isn't much but they put they just put him in the issue there's a reason why I'm not going to give the reason why mm-hmm. but it's hilarious there <laughs> there's one line they're like what self-indulgent writer would put himself in a book and they're like the man that started this all Donnie Cates <laughs> and he's just sitting there <laughs> so yeah it, it isn't just for you know it, but his work on Venom his work right now that incredible hulk after that first issue mm-hmm. and the second issue i want more um every time well, you've I, been talking about kate's all year too and he because he's been putting out so much and like yeah half of his stuff like he puts out like i'm like hey i'll probably check it out and i ended up getting on my list mm-hmm. and then i end up never taking it off because the writing's just that good so Right on. Well, that's so, good. That's a great you? choice. Who do you got uh, for number three? So my number three for writer of the year is Bill Willingham with Batman versus Bigsby or Big that, B. I'm sorry. Big B. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, a, that's a toss right there, man. Dude, uh, his work on Fables uh, is fantastic. I love that. My friend, Sean, uh, a guy I do role playing with, one of my best friends, uh, he lent me the first trade for Fables and mm-hmm. I read that and fell in love with it. And I, I didn't read a whole lot more beyond that. But as soon as I saw that Batman vs. Big B was coming out, that that went on my pull list. And I right. have not been disappointed yet. I'm really glad that he, when he came back into that world, he pulled Batman into that. So seeing them two interact is, is wonderful to me to see. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the remainder of the series. So yeah, that gets my number three, Bill Willingham with Batman vs. Big B. Jamie, awesome. what's your number two? My number two is again, I'm pulling up. See, everyone's gonna get me a lot of comments about this, and I don't care. It's James Tinney in the fourth. He wrote for Batman, <laughs> but I'm not talking about Batman. I'm talking about something is killing the children, house of slaughter. I'm talking about the nice house on the lake. I'm talking about the, J- the Jim Gordon book they titled The Joker because if it was called Jim Gordon, probably nobody read it. it. Nobody read it. Um, <laughs> but the man has been doing so much work creating new, like a new breath of fresh air into mm-hmm. old and new. It, it, it's un, it, You can't really knock his writing style. And he's put new characters out for Batman. He's put this, uh, basically fall in love with apocalyptic, you know, 
horror again, but this is taking place in Wisconsin. So if I ever find that house on the lake, <laughs> I'm making sure I don't go there. Um, <sighs> but no, it's just, it's, he's, he makes a perfect blend between him and whoever he compliments, whoever's his artist is, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, so yeah, at number two, I got James Cindy in the fourth and I mean, I am a fan of the Batman series. If you can't tell, it's right there. That one. <laughs> I did that sunny thing where he's like in the videos. Boop. Uh, Wolverine, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> exactly. Um, so at number two, who do you have, Tim? So this is kind of a no-brainer. Um, that's going to be Ryan Parrott for Power Rangers with Boom Studios. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, you and I... Did a whole review because he writes for Mighty Morphin. And if you don't know, I take Mighty Morphin. He takes Power Rangers for the reviews. And yeah, I got to agree. I, I cannot talk enough about how good Power Rangers is. Uh, Parrot's writing style is absolutely fantastic. I really, really dig it. The, the, the scenes with the action are wonderful. The scenes that are that are more story driven are absolutely wonderful, too. And and that bit that he wrote between Jason and Trini, where it planted the seeds for something that could blossom into something more wonderful. Absolutely love it. And I love that he made Trini more of a powerhouse than she was before, at least in the live action show. She is, at least to me, the way that he wrote her, she is as important as Jason is as far as a leadership role goes. And I Mm -hmm. really, really dig that. And it wasn't a forced transition or anything like that. It was just like Jason's in charge. Jason leads, but Trini leads too. And when she does, she takes the reins and she goes. Wonderful work. So yeah, Ryan Parrott gets my number two for Power Rangers. That is number one. Oh, boys and girls, please sit down because you're about to be amazed by all the killing. My number one is Tom Taylor. This man can destroy a universe in a heartbeat and make you bleed (laughs) from your own heart while reading it. He has done great work with everything he's put out with Deceased. I think he had Deceased Dead Planet this year, which was a current series this past year. Um, He's had Dark Ages. He's working on Dark Knights of Steel, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. That man Um, has his pen in a lot. Oh, my God. And that is a lot of pun intended. Um, (laughs) But no, Tom Taylor's put out so much good work. And not even, but to me, because I am a DC boy at the end of the day, no matter what anyone says, um, I am going to have to go and say his Nightwing current storyline is probably the best nightwing i've read i haven't read that yet but it's on my list oh man it is (laughs) it is something to be amazed i i think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at my number one it's tom taylor isn't it it absolutely is tom Ah! taylor (laughs) (laughs) yeah my number one is tom taylor for everything like dark dark ages dude his work on dark ages his work on dark knights of steel Mm -hmm. deceased anything this man touches i have not read a bad page from him yet so you choosing uh superman son of superman dude oh yeah uh superman uh son of kal-el yeah 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 his his work on that is wonderful too uh just Tom Taylor, you can't say much more than that. Everybody knows, you know what we're talking yeah. about. So, just, so that's just Tom Taylor. 
Oh, that's thanks. a unanimous right there. Tom yeah. Taylor for number one writer of the year. Fantastic. Okay, so let's go ahead and do our next one, which is going to be series red for the year. Now, I'm going to preface this real fast. And yep, I took all these from the Codex podcast reviews that we've done. Oh, okay. So I, I kind of switched I switched up a little because uh, a lot of these were older. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, we've read them this year. They still count. Right on. Okay, so with that, Jamie, what's your number three series read this year? At number three, I got Luther. No kidding. You know, I, 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 it's one of those books I had to go back and reread mm-hmm. um, after the fact we did the podcast and the review on it. And I really do enjoy it. Like, I, I enjoy the mile, especially seeing Sonny's monologue with him doing the Luther monologue. It was, it was just great. Um, but with Luther, it was, it was a different depiction of a character that we never really get to see a side of other than mm-hmm. the bad side. Azarello does wonderful work and yes. I, I haven't read Luther yet. I'm saving it for when I do it on decoding panels so I can get the full effect of that. But I, uh, who's the artist that he has doing that too? Because it's the same guy that he usually has. Yeah. I actually gave it him. a lot of, I gave it uh, uh, marks because of the fact that I don't know what the artist was doing when they drew Alfred. <laughs> like they just like threw ink on, like it was like a Rorschach painting with Alfred. It was just, I, I don't know, but that was the only downfall I saw in it. Um, but yeah, with, with that, dude, what's your what's your number three? I want to hear this. You're not gonna like it. If uh, it's Punisher Circle of Blood, I quit. It is Punisher Circle of Blood is my number three. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my god! And the reason for that is is because Why? of how much fun i had doing it for decoding panels so sunny you get my number three spot punisher circle of blood i had a ball doing that ish that that whole series the the series itself is to me and and to you jamie it's not really the greatest punisher story ever written sunny will disagree but with the amount of fun that i had doing each uh, issue i i had to put it on my list so punisher okay Circle you know what i will give you this that since it, you did make it sound awesome um you know you had fun so i'll give yeah. you that but if it was just because you read it and thought it was your number three <laughs> no. i would you, dude i'd stop this episode so fast and make <laughs> edit it and make you repick your three the, yeah the only reason it got my number three like when i was making this list i was like what's my what am I going to put on? I was like, it's got to be Circle of Blood. It has to be. I had so much fun doing it. So, yeah, Circle of Blood. What, what's your number two? <laughs> okay, my number two is part of a series, but it's technically single issues. Okay. Um, My number two is what if Wolverine became Lord of the Vampires? Hey, right on. Our number one video on our page right now with decoding panels, by the way. Yeah. Um, I thought when you guys, when you and Sonny told me about this, because you guys were like, fangirling over it you had to read it when sunny gave me circle of blood and then he gave me this i thought i was gonna hate it i think that was the first issue i ever suggested to you guys too yes it was and i thought and that's the first episode we brought you on i think i believe so yeah yeah uh yeah yep yeah so it was it was definitely um it, it was definitely different um i gave it a 10 out of 10 on the review wonderful i think that was my first 10 out of 10 i gave 
Um, I I I think the one that Sonny had picked, and you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was just hey, like one of the best single issues I've read. I don't really for those if you watch any of the episodes of the Codex podcast, I don't like the X Men. I would say, um, I, I I'm not putting that like meanly. I just couldn't stand. I, not Claremont, but mm-hmm. all the words they make my head hurt. Um, but no, uh, I, I've read X Men. I like the astonishing, but reading this What If like really turned mm-hmm. me back on the. Hey, I do like the X. I, I like some of the X Men. So right let's okay. keep going with it. So what do you got? For your number Num- number, number two, two, my my number two is crossover. Ooh, crossover is my number two. Uh, that welcome. was. Exactly. That was per your recommendation. And I, I think after I had done uh, a whole chunk of decoding panel stuff, I was like, I got to I got to clean the palette. I got to sit down. I got to read something that that's not even on the list. Mm-hmm. And and you and I remember what you had said. You're like, you got to read crossover, dude. Got to read it. And I, I got in there and started reading it. And I think I stopped reading at like three in the morning and I was on issue six. I was like, I got to go to bed, but I don't want to because yeah. I want to continue to read this. Uh, crossover is amazing. Absolutely love it. That's that's a series that I'm actively trying to catch up on. And it has garnered a lot of my attention. I love the cameo bits from characters oh. all over the Wait place. Wait until you get to issue nine. I'm just letting you know. Oh, well, issue eight <laughs> and nine. Eight yeah. and nine, you're... you're your mind will literally explode. I'm all over that. Okay, so Jamie, your number one series or single issue you've read for the year. Okay, so one that I I had the single issue of it, mm-hmm. but I never read the arc overall. Okay. And I always beat myself up because I was always trying to get the one issue because it was the first appearance of Dick Grayson in Nightwing costume. And that is the Judas contract. Very nice. And I never got a chance to actually read the full story. And then Sonny's like, that's what we're doing for a review. And I was like, all right, awesome. And I absolutely loved it. Like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen every rendition of it. I've just never read it. Right. And reading it was a different story, man. Like then compared uh, to seeing everything else that like medium wise that they had I, out for it. I haven't read story. Judas contract in a long time. So so the and that's on our list for decoding panels too. So yes. going into that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, very, very much. Okay, so, so I want I want that I want that drum roll, man. I want to know what number one is. My number one series and or single issues for the year is going to be Blackest Night. Ooh. Blackest Night and Jamie again. That's thanks to you. So th- that's something. You're welcome. That- I'm full of like fun. <laughs> When it comes to comics, people are like, what should I read? And I'm like, oh, my God, you just opened a new world. That's something that you chose for us to do on a later episode for mm-hmm. review for Codex. And uh, I, I think I said at the end of whatever episode it was uh, that I hadn't read it in a long, long time. And yes. I sat down and started reading it uh, not too long ago and blasted through it. And I, I think I even said to you the other day, I was like, dude, I haven't read this in a while. And this is absolutely unreal like yeah. like what what you were saying where jeff johns wanted to bring back hal jordan mm-hmm. he absolutely did that and yes. if you guys haven't read blackest night in a while you need to go back and revisit it because it is absolutely phenomenal and i loved the fact you know i was sitting there reading it and i was like where in the heck is superman where in the heck is wonder woman they're and, all gone and and <laughs> it's, all the, you, it's all the sidekicks 
Yeah. And, and as you're reading it, you're wondering where they are, but your, your attention is pulled in the direction of Green Lantern and all the other characters and things like that. And then when Superman does show up, you're like, yeah, finally. But right. no, not finally, because those black rings get thrown on him and done. gone. Oh, like, what? But yeah, a lot of people like anything Jeff Johns touched up until New 52 was pure. Yes. Yeah. And well, even in New 52, when he did Sinistra Wars. Oh, right? or oh, was that? Oh, no, pre- that, that, that was pre. That was was pre- it? OK. That was actually part before the Blackest Night. That was his whole run leading into Blackest Night with Sinestro Wars. And that even that was fantastic. Like that whole series from start to end was just a uh, moniker of what that man should be status for, like his accomplishment in life. When they went to do New 52, wasn't it Snyder and Johns that were like, yeah, uh, our stories aren't going to change. They're going to continue as yeah the but new 52 I, yeah. doesn't exist they, they yeah at that yeah there's some stories that just had yeah. a minor tweak um yeah. but a lot of them had like a reopening mm-hmm. uh i know with who was the right a uh, vendetti was the writer for green lantern at that time okay and he's a great writer too but mm-hmm. yeah without being said yeah black is night okay Amazing all choice. right so i can't say that because i read it when it came out so now we're going to go to our current series, our top three current series. Now, with this criteria, these series have to be active or yes. current or active for the year of 2021. Now, it's I've like got going my th- into. So if yeah. it's like issue 35 and it's still running. That's yep. still technically. A current yeah, these, these have to be current series. So I'm going to go ahead and start that off, Jamie. My number three it. current series for Codex Awards 2021 is TMNT, The Last Ronin. Ooh. See, now, if it was five, it'd be on there. <laughs> it would be on there for me. I, I had to pick this. This, dude, this this series is is something else. And, and, and I think we're all far enough into it. What, we're four issues into the series right now, and we all know who The Last Ronin is. Um, and- Keanu Reeves? Do you know or do you not know? I I, I know enough. No, I'm kidding. I know who it is. <laughs> okay. So so yeah, uh that that was a surprise to me when I read that and figured it out. I, I tried really hard to stay away from spoilers. I stay away from spoilers, but as soon as that book got put out and I they said there was one left, mm-hmm. I knew exactly who it was because you wouldn't How did make you figure it, that out. Because you wouldn't make it the smartest, the leader, or the guy that's got rage issues. You'd yeah. want to throw them off. You'd want to throw Very the audience true. off. Okay, I so get it. It would be Mikey. I get it. Absolutely. Mikey would have to be the, the killer. Yeah. And and the way he is in the last Ronin versus yeah. who he was before. Dude. Very, very good. All right. Very. So your current series, what do you have so, for number three? Because it blew me away, even with only two issues right now. At number three is Dark Knights of Steel. Yes. <laughs> and I say that because it it's it's Game of Thrones mm-hmm. meets Injustice mm-hmm. meets DC lore we've never seen before. Yes. And I just can't get past it. And I think that, like you said, it was a big surprise. Yeah. If this was continuity, I think people would lose their ever mind. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you tell me something earlier in the year? I'm not saying anything. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> I don't want to yet. Fair enough. Fair because enough. If because if something we... happens, I want to, we're going to be the first ones to jump out and say we knew. Right on. Okay. <laughs> so back so, the truck up just a little bit right here. We're, we're good. So Dark Knights of Steel is your number three. Yes, it is. Okay. You want to guess what my number two is? What your number? Oh, your number two? Yeah. Dark Ages. Dark Knights of Steel. <laughs> Dark Knights of Steel is my number two. So it goes up one step above what you have. And the only uh, the, the reason is, I mean, it's a fantastic read. We're two issues in so far for mm-hmm. the series. The the my big surprise for the year, uh, Yasmin Putri with uh, the artwork, uh, Tom Taylor with the writing. Guys, Dark Knights of Steel, if you're not on it, you need to get on it. This is the series that's going to be talked about, and it's 12 issues. So, And the B variants look amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I am a B variant hoarder. I will collect them. I will buy them with that extra dollar every time. (laughs) Right on. Okay, so let's go ahead with your number two. My number two is actually a good number two. Um. (laughs) <laughs> my number two is crossover Ooh, uh, right on okay and i picked that because donny cage got to play with a broken chest of toys <laughs> yeah. and bring them back to life very much and he so. did just that with cameos of every hero from ever you can't take their likeness but you can make them look like them well what that one scene where he had all the arms hanging oh, out spawn, that's yeah Flash, yeah superman all of it yeah um killing writers for mysterious reasons and trying to figure out what happened like brian k vaughn died because of that jeff they john- quoted him as a yeah. marvel writer come yeah. on Je- jeff johns is dead uh got decapitated <laughs> chip zdarsky died of his own good looks at one point I oh think. my like, god i don't know um but no crossover with Danny cates has been nice. something that i've been leaning on for a while okay. um i know he had some he, he's been trying to find a way to be not creative because you can't really say that because the guy's creative as it comes but he tried to take something different he didn't want the same format and he yeah. did just that by taking his old characters bringing them new life that he never got to play with he he brought <laughs> uh characters from everybody he got the rights from everybody to allow them to give him characters to play with that never got a chance to shine I love that he brought his team in that that he created. I think yes. it was an old image title or an mm-hmm. old Dark Horse title. One of the two. Dark Horse. Yeah. And he's like, here's this team that you've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah. And everyone I, thinks I it, love it. Every, my favorite part, I won't give too much away, but my favorite part is when the when LA thinks, oh my God, it's Superman walking through the door right now. And nope. it's oh my God. <laughs> I, I almost died. I thought it was Superman too. So all right. So crossovers at my number two i'm gonna guess i know what your number one is but i'm not gonna say it my number one is uh for current series is power rangers i knew it <laughs> power rangers is my current uh, i think i even said that in our review episode for the power rangers storyline yeah. that this is one of the best titles that i have read in a long time there uh, i thought it was a serious contender for title of the year for me so so yeah after after thinking long and hard about it uh between dark knights of steel and power rangers as much as i love dark knights of steel i had to give it to power rangers had to yeah and i, and I agree with that pick now you pick power rangers and i had my morphin it i fell into this at, i think the wrong time 
um, because it my morphine didn't make my list. Oh, okay. So uh, what, what's your number one then? I'm very curious about that. My number one comic series that I've been reading is Radiant Black. Really? Yes, it is 100%. The, it, it's Power Rangers on steroids. Okay. And when I say that, the best part about it is, I don't know why, it, I kind of have like a, a soft spot for it because it mm-hmm. takes place in my old hometown of Lockport, Illinois. Right on. Okay. Like they have everything drawn out from Lockport. And Kyle Higgins is a writer. He grew up out there. Uh, we got Marcelo Costa doing the artwork on it. Everything looks amazing. Everything's drawn well. The story's told great. Um, like just seeing, like being so far away from my hometown, but getting to see it in a different light mm-hmm. drawn. Like they, they had a, this bar embers that they did and nice. they're in there drinking and the whole bar looks like I was in there. It was, it was <laughs> just, I mean, I've, I've been pitched out black junk in there, but that's not the point. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that here. Uh, so this is a family show. <laughs> yeah. But I, when I, when I mean drunk, I meant I drank too much. Shot. I got chocolate. <laughs> Sorry guys and girls. Um, but For no, all our uh, hydro homies out there. Stay yes. hydrated. Got that water, H2O, <laughs> high quality. Uh, but no, it, it they just drew everything perfect. And the way the story's leaning right now, mm-hmm. there's so much going on and so many more elements I can't wait for. And they're going to be crossing over with another series in Image. Really? Okay. Yes. So we're having a crossover That's... of a crossover for Radiant Black. That's amazing. That, that They don't usually do that with Image titles. Nope. Nope. And that's really cool. Do you know what title they're crossing over with? I forget the name of it because it's going to be a starting title. It isn't Ooh. something that's spinning out of okay. this. Okay. There's a title that's starting and they're going to meet. Now, uh, Radiant Black, is that uh, Skybound? Is that Kirkman's? No, no. No? Somebody else. Okay, this, right yeah, this, this is all straight Higgins writing. Okay. And who also wrote for Power Rangers. So, at yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, when, it, when that was the title. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he, t- he took a lot of uh, things he wanted to write his version of Power Rangers mm-hmm. and made this and it was just perfect. Right on. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got two categories left and uh, our next category to jump into is top publisher of the year. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I mean that that's self-explanatory who we think are the top three publishers of the year, putting out consistent storylines, consistent books, great artwork, things like that. Uh, so my number three for top publisher of the year goes to IDW. And the reason for that heavy handed is uh, the last Ronin and the Ninja Turtles ongoing series, along with the work that they did on Transformers and GI Joe, uh, which unfortunately they're going to lose soon. Uh, but uh, I, I think, yeah, I, I think with those three properties, uh, they've done a lot of great work, Ninja Turtles especially. And I think that above all other uh, publishing companies, uh, aside from my two and my one, uh, I think they're putting out consistently good material. And I hope to see more from them next year. Mm, I, I do like that pick. I almost had them at number three. Really? Okay. So who do you have at number three? Uh, at my number three, I have Image Comics image okay right on yes i have image because they have put out some great work mm-hmm. um they never cease to amaze me how great they can make a story in six issues um mm. 
that is my one biggest feat is how do you tell a complete story in six issues and right. four to six issues at that and image always finds a way now it could be a, an arc that turns into a, a lengthy ongoing series mm-hmm. or it could just be something that's so great it just stays at four issues um but but their work of putting out you know things like oblivion song uh saga all just the a plethora of big names um those two being top it it, it never stops and image is the king of mini and maxi series i'll i'll yeah. give them that they're ongoing still blow me away so okay so my number two for top publisher for the codex awards goes to boom studios and the funny thing is that is my number two as well <laughs> that's wonderful okay so Jamie, your words said it best as far as boom, and that is they are in a renaissance right now. And and I think that that is word perfect for mm-hmm. what they're doing. The, the stuff that they're putting out, uh, I think, is leaps and bounds better than what the a lot of the big three puts out. Right. Uh, and uh, they have definitely caught my attention this year. Uh, with the titles that I've read so far, Ma being one of those, uh, and the Power Rangers stuff. I mean, just it's it's just insane the things that they're putting out. And I I don't think their train is going to stop anytime soon. And I think next year is going to be an even bigger year for them. I predict that at next and the next year they will be my number one publisher on this list. Okay. And I think that they're going to be everyone's number one publisher by the end. Um, yeah. With the work they're putting out, something is killing the children. Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers, Ma, Eat the Rich. Uh, mm-hmm. be, uh, was that other? Beyond? Uh, I can't remember it. But House of Slaughter. Uh, yeah. And you got so Buffy bad. the Last Vampire Slayer coming Buffy, out next year, too. Buffy the Last <laughs> Vampire Slayer. Buffy's anniversary. Um, there's so much that they're putting. The, the lost body of Oswald. I can't remember his last name. Um, like there's so, like, I can keep going. It's not going to make sense because I can't remember half the names, even on the DC side. So, um, but they've just, they've been hitting on all cylinders and it has, oh, yeah. stopped. Oh, yeah. and I can't wait to see what they do next. Right on. I hear that. So, okay. With that being said, let me go ahead and go with my number one for the year and i apologize for my dog barking in the background she barks when the wind blows wrong so (laughs) but uh my number one publisher of the year for the codex awards is dc you know what's funny about that is that your number one too number one too (laughs) that's wonderful we had we had the same besides three right i I almost had idw at three too we would have had the same exact list that's crazy uh I think DC is blowing Marvel out of the water right now. I think with Marvel, the the stuff that they're putting out, uh, it's it's they're not trying bad. to stick something to a wall and it yeah. isn't sticking. Like the Spider-Man's stuff that Donny Cage the only one that can do that. Yeah, uh, and Venom. Um, yeah. anything Donny Cage, Carnage. Al Ewing, and yeah. you can't even say Jason Aaron's anymore because he's no. everyone hates his Avengers run. Um, but like those two, in just general, like those two are putting mm-hmm. out quality work is like everybody yep. else is kind of falling behind yep so with dc i mean uh superman son of kal-el dark knights of steel nightwing. batman nightwing justice league 
dude uh all of their titles are i mean right their, now. E- even their black label stuff we got uh one one dark night coming that came out this week with jock yeah back with oh art yeah and written by um yeah i mean right now dc is my front runner and yeah you know i don't i, I don't see them losing that title I don't um, think so either. Uh, unless... Until maybe, until maybe mid next year. Yeah. Um, they got a lot of good stuff coming out. They just ended Fear State with Batman. They just, yeah. uh, I mean, even like the small things. They got like a Lobo Crush series. Mm-hmm. They got a Green Arrow and Aquaman that's doing yeah. well. Like, who would think of those? Booster um, and uh, Booster and Gold or uh, Beetle blue, and Gold? Yeah, Blue, blue and, and Gold. gold. Yeah. Yes. Booster, no, Booster and uh <laughs> Booster and Blue Beetle, Ted Cord yeah. and uh I can't remember his name, Blue Beetle or uh, yeah, Booster Gold, whatever. Um but no, I, it's just they, they 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 can't miss right now. They're they're no. there's everything they're getting thrown at, they're knocking out of the park. And it's just oh, yeah. you can throw every cliche at this right now and it just sounds great. Well, um, I mean they're they're one of the top 3 for a reason and as far as Codex is concerned, they're number 1 this year. Uh, so yeah, the, everything they're doing right now, I, I mean, yeah, they, they have some misses, but a lot of the stuff they're doing there are hits. And, oh, yeah. and I think that shows in comic sales and, uh, uh, speculation and, and just overall buzz and talk that's been going on over the course of the year. Uh, so yep. yeah, DC's my number one. So, okay, let's go ahead and give a recap real quick. Go so, so for the biggest surprise of the year, mine was Jarrell being shot in the eye, along with Bruce Wayne being revealed as the bastard son of Martha Wayne and Jarrell. And your big reveal or big surprise of the year was Saga coming back in January. There you go. Okay. Hiatus. Yep. Now, my top three artists of the year are Ivan Coelho with Dark Ages. Francisco Mortarino with Power Rangers and Yasmin Putri with Dark Knights of Steel. And your number three? My number three was Nick Klein, followed by number two is George uh, Jorge Jimenez. And number one is Lorenzo de Felice. Fantastic. And our writers of the year, top three writers of the year. I have Bill Willingham with Batman vs. Bigby, Ryan Parrott with Power Rangers, and Tom Taylor with everything <laughs> yes uh my number three was donny cates with crossover thor all that good stuff mm-hmm. um and hulk now uh james tinney in the fourth with the nice house on the lake mm-hmm. uh something is killing children house of slaughter mm-hmm. batman um and number one for me was tom taylor with killing everybody it's great that's right <laughs> uh our top three series read for the year mine was jamie's favorite punisher circle of blood uh, crossover and Blackest Night. Your top three. <laughs> I, I forgot my train. I'll call it after that. Every time someone says it, I just lose a brain. Cell. Um, my top three. Number three was Luther. Number two was What If Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires, and number one was the Judas Contract. Right on. And my top three current series for the year: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin, Dark Knights of Steel, and power rangers and, and your number three mine was dark knights of steel at number three number two is crossover and number one for me was radiant black right on and finally top publishers of the year my number three is idw my number two is boom studios and my number one is dc comics take that list and just change out idw for image <laughs> and you have the same list 
there you go. Okay, so we are at our last category for the Codex Awards, and this is our Legacy Award. Now, our Legacy Award is who we feel deserves uh, to be recognized uh, as one of the greatest in comic book anything that would be a writer an artist an inker a letterer an editor uh who personality we, that's right whoever we feel deserves to be recognized that has contributed an enormous amount to the comic book industry and this year it was a no-brainer for who we chose mm -hmm. as our legacy award and that would be the immortal george perez yes and with the sad news of his diagnosis and how much longer he has, mm -hmm. I just, we both thought here at the Codex podcast and Codex in general that this man deserved it. It had um, to be. I, I think that was the only name that came up. Jamie, who should we do for legacy? Uh, it's got to be George. Yeah, got, definitely. Yeah, it's got to be George. Yeah. Uh, that man led an industry to what it is today. I don't think you could talk to any penciler, inker, artist in general that doesn't have some inspiration. Yeah of him in their work. Um, just like when you talk about Jack Kirby or, mm -hmm. or anybody else, you always find some kind of symbolism that comes from their work transferring into yours, even if it was starting off by tracing his work. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Perez, you, you have the numerous amounts of uh, stuff he did for DC. Uh, that would be Crisis on Infinite Earths being one of those. Uh, his work on Wonder Woman is uh, top-notch titans absolutely uh and and anything else that that man has put pencil to paper on and then his work with marvel with the avengers uh with the first half of infinity gauntlet uh yeah. what he did which we reviewed not too long ago incredible hulk future imperfect yeah absolutely uh george perez half my wall is george perez i just realized george perez's work is uh very unique i i don't think i've seen a style uh similar to his on anybody and his attention to detail is uh very consistent uh and uh yeah it's 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 just wonderful if if you've never met the man uh you're missing out i i met him once at a convention in chicago and he took the time out to uh, stop and talk to my kids uh, and make them feel very welcome and warm. And uh, him and I had a great short conversation uh, and it was absolutely wonderful. That man was just a joy to, to stand there and talk to for 20 minutes. And it's something I'll never forget. Yeah, I remember seeing him at the C2E2 that he was at because he said that his eyes were going. Yeah. And that line, man, oh, it was... It was not one that you wanted to wait for. No. Like, as soon as you walked in the convention, you know where you're going. Yeah, George Perez. Yeah, when I went to Chicago, as I, I had done my research before to see who was on there, uh, George Perez is going to be there. I'm bringing my Infinity Gauntlet number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you brought everything you could. I think I brought uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths 8, the yeah. Flash cover. Yeah, uh, I had uh, what the, the cover with all the villains for Crisis. I believe is the one that I had him sign at a different time, different convention. Right. Yeah. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, our legacy award, once again, for the codex awards goes to George Perez, the man, the myth, the mortal. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. So Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> 
do you know? Yes, I do. I know the Nuffin Man. <laughs> but no, we do know what time it is for we guys. We had a little bit of fun with the awards. Hope you guys enjoyed it. But now we're going to get into a little bit of do you know for those of you that want to stick around and watch the rest of this. So uh, this week, obviously, we don't have Sunny here. So it's just going to be me versus Tim. All of my questions are based off my number one publisher. So all my questions are based off DC. All mine are Codex podcast based. So I hope you know oh, no, the history. I, I do. I, 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 no, <laughs> no. It's going to be like, what date did you hire me? That what was co- going to be one of my questions. What was, color are my eyes? You're going to be like the worst date yeah, <laughs> ever. Well, all right, Jamie, you go ahead and uh, take it you, away. You want, you want me to start this one off? Yeah, go for it. All right. We all know that Superman is the staple of DC. Mm-hmm. But do you know how much it costs DC Comics to purchase the rights for Superman? <sighs> like when, though? This is or, back or- in 1938. I'm going to say $1,000. Final answer. Yes, final answer, $1,000. $130. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, the the, uh, the the creators of Superman needed the money at the time, so they sold the rights for $130 as long as they could still work on the project. Wow. And uh, you see all the uh, lawyer troubles they have now. And yeah, okay, right on. All right, so no points for me. Jamie, let's see if you know your codex lore as well as you think you do. All right, so my first question for do you know is, Jamie, do you know what the third most popular video on codex is currently? Sonny's promo. No. Yeah, Sonny's promo. Sonny's promo. Final answer? Sonny's promo because number one is what if and number two is dark ages. You are correct, sir. All right. <laughs> I see see <laughs> I have to look at YouTube every day I know that um, so number two so comics don't get enough of a recognition as they should in the world of medium but now we're starting to grow a little bit uh, so I want to know do you know what DC comic is the first and only to win a world fantasy award for best short story world if you can get if you can guess just the name of the uh, series. You don't have to give me the issue. I have the issue number. But if you could just give me the name of the series, I'll give you the point. A World Fantasy Award for Best Short Story. Yes. I want to say it has something to do with Adam Strange. Strange Adventures or Strange Tales. I think Strange Adventures. That's what I'm going to go with. Final answer? Yep. Uh, no. Uh, it's the Sandman. And its particular issue was Sandman issue 19 by Neil Gaiman. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Because so. that is the biggest fantasy world you will ever see. It is one of the most pivotal books you need to read if you're going to get into comics. See, I'm going way back. Way, way back. Yeah. Because everything okay. didn't win awards back then. Right. Okay. So my number two, Jamie, and uh, this one you should know. If you don't know, then we're going to reevaluate your contract. I started um, the company. We're no <laughs> What episode number of the Codex podcast did I officially join? Did you officially join? Officially join the circle of three, not before doing decoding panels or anything like that. 20. Final answer. Let me think. Yeah, because it was the first big. Yeah, we we surprised you. 
is episode 22. 22? 22. 100%. Go ahead and look. No, 22, we brought you on for the episode, and then we brought you back for 22 for the uh, year review. For 22 was the official introduction uh, introduction of me as the third co-host on the Codex Podcast. Funny thing is, I just finally changed that you're no longer a special guest on our credits. <laughs> Last episode yeah. was the first one. On the on the Twitter one, it says three guys that argue about things now instead of just two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was close. Go ahead. Yeah, you were. You I was were in right. 20s. All right. Yeah. So we all know Wonder Woman is a staple of female empowerism. Mm-hmm. I think that's the word. Um, when it comes to DC and entitles more, you know, women's rights and everything that has to go with it. Uh, but do you know, in the 1940s, there was a different name for Wonder Woman that was pitched. What was that name? I have no idea. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, the 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 mediocre um, Star Spangled uh, Adventurous. No. Uh, Suprema. But Supremo. Suprema. Yeah, M-A. Suprema. Uh, they got rid of that because it was too close to Superman. But it was I, I could see it. At first, that was the first pitch that they had named. And that was in 1941. 1940, 1941. I'm glad they went with Wonder Woman. Yeah, so am I. Okay, so Jamie, this one is an open-ended question for you for number three. Uh, What was your favorite part of the Codex podcast this year? Oh, so I can answer whatever I want. Yeah. (laughs) And and you get a point for that. Yeah. I didn't know that if we had open-ended questions, I would have been like, (laughs) what's your favorite thing about me? No. (laughs) Um... No. Uh, what other things are your favorites? Yeah. My walks on the beaches, reading comics <laughs> in the no, sand. Fa- favorite moment of uh, Codex so far this year? God, I'd have to say our growth. And I'm not talking about subscribers. I'm not talking about uh, people viewing. I'm talking about how we grew as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we've had some ups and downs as a team, but we always bring ourselves and lift each other up at the end. Um I I was just talking to somebody about this today. Well, uh, before I got we got on the show, um, we've had when we started, it was just going to be a podcast. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I had ideas to go with decoding panels and a couple other things, especially one shots. One shots was an early development thing, but I didn't have a name for it. Um, and one shots originally supposed to be underrated artists and people that needed to make a name for themselves. Um, I. And Sonny was like, do it, do it. He's like, I'm busy with series by series, but if you, we could find somebody, it'd be great. Then we found you for decoding panels. Um, you came on a blast to work with as much as I, it, it's not true. Um, <laughs> Don't listen to him, ladies and gentlemen. He may or may not be under the influence of over-the-counter medication. Yes. <laughs> Lots of NyQuil. <laughs> um, if you haven't noticed, I still sound nasally. Um, but no, it everything that we've done so far from our first we had our first interview yeah. i mean sunny's nagged that out of thin air you know it's it's those yeah. little things that make me proud like that make me happy that i didn't sleep a whole weekend to get stuff done um mm-hmm. that i work full-time and then do this full-time and still find time to enjoy myself a little bit mm-hmm. um but no it's just our growth as a whole team right has been my favorite part like I, like, like I said, I told Sonny when we were talking today because he said, you know, Codex podcast is his favorite thing that he's done. 
And I don't know. I think he meant this wise, not books, because I know he's got a lot of books that mm-hmm. he does love um, that he wrote. But as far as, you know, doing something, he does love this. And I think if you, the moment we see this as work and not something we love to do, yeah. that's the moment that we need to stop. And yep. we haven't had that moment yet. Nope. I mean, yeah, granted, I do look at it as a potential job mm. one day, hopefully, but it's not work. Now, if you don't mind, I will say this. Uh, since I've been on with Codex, uh, it, it's been a wild ride from, from start to right this moment. Right. And I have... Uh, been privileged enough to be brought into a very small circle of two best friends and i've watched two best friends love each other and uh butt heads and we have all three together made it to where we are today and uh i i feel honored and privileged to be a part of this team and uh i i love working with you guys love sunny love you to death you guys know my kids and that's not something that i let people do easily and and my kids warmed up to you uh very quickly yeah shout uh, out to ethan he was in the corner of the screen <laughs> yeah because he knows i'm on yep. screen right now Yep. And uh, with, with Sonny too, they, they always ask me how you guys are doing. They always ask me when the podcast is going to be coming on. And uh, when you do do Codex Gaming on Twitch, uh, Ethan's laying on the floor watching every minute of it. Dad, I, I can't get up right now. I got to watch watch Codex. Uh, but uh, yeah, in the chat being like, put that outfit on and keep it on yep. the entire time. But uh, yeah, uh, working with you guys, uh, this brought back my love for comic books uh, and uh, doing decoding panels. Even though you and I disagree on some things sometimes, uh, the end result is exactly where uh, we all three have uh, talked about it wanting to be. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that uh, even though we all don't agree on everything, uh, we agree on it at the end you know what i mean yeah. and and that i think is is a big portion of what makes us so successful and the best part like you said like we all have different ideas for mm-hmm. one thing and at the end of it all three ideas are put into it exactly and when we all listen to everybody and i i just love that and, and no idea is a bad idea you no. know what i mean yeah and i dig that so that's a well-deserved point for you sir you win uh do you know Oh this yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason you wanted to do the. Email. <laughs> oh shucks! <laughs> you make a girl blush. Uh, I try as hard as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Still didn't happen. I'm the dude. So. Uh, all right, Jamie, that's it for uh, the Codex Awards this year. All right, guys, and as usual, please comment, like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell because, guys. 2021 is at the end and 2022 is about to begin and we have so much more for you in store so just be prepared i'm ready to get you guys going get this uh get these subscribers up so please again hit subscribe hit that notification bell and we will see you in the new year and once again guys don't forget to hit us up on all the social medias that would be facebook instagram twitter YouTube, Spotify, and right here on Twitch TV. And you already know what it is, but for those of you watching us on YouTube, that is twitch.tv forward slash 
Codex Podcast. And don't forget, we got everything that comes out on the YouTube channel on a weekly basis for you. And like Jamie said, 2022 is going to be a blast. You know what? To ring in the new year, I think we're going to give them a little bit of a sneak peek. Ooh, okay. What do you got? Guys, as of 2022, we don't have a complete date yet, but we will be also on Discord. So you guys can jump in the chats, talk to us about what we're thinking. Uh, we'll have some fun little who would wins. You know, we'll go that route, but uh, Discord's going to be one we're jumping into, and there's a couple other ones that I'm not going to tell you guys because I'm going to give you Discord because I'm me, so. Well, that is a pleasant surprise. All right, Jamie, if there's nothing else, take us out of here, man. All right, guys, thank you once again for joining us here at the Codex Podcast for the first annual Codex Awards. Be kind to one another. Uh, Sonny, I miss you. We'll see you uh, in the new year, buddy, and everyone else. Have a good one.